The Tiara Field heads for home. Short of 400 left to run. Out of this note, quickly beaten. Snap Dancer went to the lead from Palayapan. Running on strongly Kiku. Charming Baby boxing away. Then Wanderbar and away game. Snap Dancer in the centre of the track, the leader from Palayapan. Here's Star Tonnes. I notice her running on strongly. Palayapan the inside. Snap Dancer and Star Tonnes driving through the centre. Is it hers? Yes, it is. Start Tonnes, won the tiara. Beat home, Snap Dancer and Palayapan. Fourth not certain. A tissue is there. Charming Baby not far away with Shout the Bar away game. Then Ridden Beauty and Nudge, followed by at the head of the others, Vangelic. Anavisto dropped off. Then Yamazaki, Brooklyn Hustle, kick you a long way back with Enchanted Heart and bring the ransom last home. No bad luck today. It's a Queensland victory. It certainly was, and there was no bad luck either as she... Cut a sway through the field up that Long Eagle Farm straight. Had a bit of a bonding moment with Rob Heathcote earlier in the week. It didn't mean a lot at the time, but I thought about it yesterday after the race, and I was delighted that Rob could train the winner, and not only train the winner, but race the horse with, as he described, not a group of owners, but a group of friends, and he's been kind enough to join us as our first guest this morning, quite appropriately. Rob, good morning, and congratulations. Yeah, thanks, David. Good morning, Nathan. Uh... A little bit dusty as I can this morning, but uh, <laughs> <Doesn't> <laughs> we, celebrated, like we celebrated long and hard. And you are very much entitled to it. I just want to say one thing before before we get stuck right into it. The last time the last time you ever put a bridle on a horse, I think you'll look at your training career and say, I've never had a Group 1 winner in a, a capacity field that had such a trouble-free run up the straight. And this is a filly that... Has a has a dynamic finish, but sometimes she relies on a bit of luck and, and no bad luck. What a delight to watch that that filly just steamroll through the field and not be impeded. One skerrick. Oh, 100%, David. You called it spot on because that that is indeed what's happened <coughs> at a previous. Well, certainly not so much the Stradbroke, even though she did get back and she was, you know, checked a little bit. But yesterday it was just a dream run through, and funnily <laughs> enough, I actually. I said to Jason Collette pre-race, I said, mate, you've just got to sit back. You've got to uh, wait for Moses to part the sea, and away you go, and that's exactly what happened. Rob, you go to the Australian stud book and look at Star Tonto, as it says, bred by Mr R. Heathcote, Queensland. Does that add extra satisfaction to her becoming a Group 1 winner? Very much, Nathan. And as I said in my uh, acceptance speech yesterday, it, and David alluded to it, it meant more to me winning that race because of those that are involved in the ownership of the horse. You know, they're, they're not owners. They're, they're my best friends. As simple as that, they're family. We go, we go way back. I mean, Cantante's first came into my life when I first started. You know, that was way back in, I don't know, 1998 or 99 or something. And, you know, she was just a fantastic producer and she's produced Fantante who, you know, is just carrying on this wonderful legacy and, you know, much a long way to go. I mean, we've still got some crackers coming through. Little Ekaterina, she's the spitting image of Star Tontes. And while she may not be good one, she's, she's bloody good. And we've got a nice spirit of boon, youngster coming through as well. So, happy days. What I, what I said before about uh, having an unimpeded run, I don't want that to detract from the, the, uh, the stellar performance because while she had that trouble-free run... You've still got to do it, and, and there's no doubt, Rob, you've, you've trained now for, for a few decades. This filly possesses one of the strongest finishers, I think, that you would have had out of your stable, but, you know, to come from last to win a Group 1, it's no easy feat. Exactly, and, 
and and I'm going to pinch myself. I'm I'm in the office here now at the stables, and I've watched the replay a couple of times. I just had all the ownership group the the link on YouTube to the win, and 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 I, I agree with you, David. It's quite extraordinary because you can't even say it was a, a tempo biased race no. because you know the the second and third horses both raced on the speed, and she clearly came from last. So you know every horse had their chance, and to do that, it, it just really adds to the merit of a win. And, and she's been desperately unlucky. We know she just got beaten as the round stakes in Sydney by a whisker, and, and she was she was huge in the flight stakes as well, running third. And she ran a huge race in the in the uh, what is it, the, run, uh, the the Golden Rose, where she ran fifth behind Anamo, and um, she deserves that. And to, to get that Group One win on on the board is. No more horse than my stable deserves it as much as she does. I'll just qualify your remark there with the facts. They ran the time of 123.17, the last 635.18. So they've got to have the first half mile, Nathan, in 48. That's that's not breaking no. records by any stretch of the imagination. And, and Rob makes a good point. Second and third were on the speed. Yeah, and Nashra Willer in his post-race comments that oh, the, the tempo of the race didn't suit us on, on nudge. So this horse overcame that. Rob, this win sort of dates back to, I think, February, where you made the decision, and I thought it was a big call at the time, to pull up stumps after you'd gone so close in the surround there in Sydney. It would have been easy to press on into some of those other Group 1 options, but you were steadfast in, in believing that the best thing for her would be just to have that little break and, and aim up at the big features in Queensland. And further to that point, Nathan, is we're Queenslanders. We're here, we live here, we can go to the races, we can watch a race, and to see most of the owners there yesterday, Nev, Nev Brownlow couldn't be there, he's going to touch a COVID, but, um, you know, most of us were there, and, and, and it's just what it's all about. It's winning, yes, it's great, but to, you know, the hugs and kisses and tears and champagne and the whole lot, that, that's what it's all about. So that, that's part of the reason we've done it. And interestingly, I know it's a question you're going to ask shortly, where to now? First first message on my phone I saw this morning was from James Ross <laughs> at uh, the Australian Surf Club. Would, would you like to accept the invitation for Carcontes in the invitation, the $2 million race at, uh, at Randwick in October? So... <laughs> Yeah, they've thrown another spanner into the works where we go and what we do. Yeah, uh, that's where I was coming to. So you, you read my mind. You, you, you sort of mixed messages yesterday in, in your presentation speech or in your post-race speech. You, you talked about Mel, but then you said you might have to reassess that. And now we're talking Sydney. And I suppose um, it's a great position to be in because it's almost an embarrassment of riches. There are so many options, but you've got to choose wisely, haven't you? Well, you do, and look, there's another race I haven't even mentioned yet. It's called the Golden Eagle. Mm. It's been 100 metres, four-year-old, $8 million. Wow. We've <laughs> <laughs> got some thinking to do, but uh, I can't... <clears throat> Melanie, let me say, Melanie's sharp. You know, Mel travels my horses. She's done, done so successfully for years, particularly with buffering, and you know, we're going to take off fire and, and keep the boom down to Melbourne, and it'd be great to have Sartondo's part of it, but you know, the lure of the, the Sydney Witches, you know, we, we may have to be in two places, so we'll see how it works. So in the, that vigorous debate that would have been taking place last night amongst uh, many glasses no, of red? No, 
<laughs> I was going to say, who's going to win the argument? Like Bruce, Bruce Harry's adamant that she needs a good long break, but have you have you won that argument with him yet, or is that still to be played no, out? No, no, it's, it's still going. We'll uh, probably continue that later on this afternoon. I might pop over there and say hello to Buffering and give him a carrot and uh, continue the discussion with Bruce. <laughs> but, yeah, it's an interesting point you make, Nathan, because he hasn't really had a long spell in the last 12 months. You know, she's had a couple of little three-week breaks. But she's not big, but she's stocky and she's solid. And I'm always wary of her getting too fat. Um, she, she puts weight on very quickly. So you know, maybe three, four weeks is, is her optimum spell time. And we'll see. We'll, we'll evaluate it as we go forward. First of all, I've got to get hold of my a VRC calendar and map out a good plan for her. Just on that, with, with all of these races on the table, on the agenda, um, what do you think is her most effective distance? Well, yeah, that's something we talked about last night too. I mean, she did run third in the mile flight stakes. Golden Eagles, 1,500. She won a group one yesterday, 1,400 coming from last. She's raced well over 1,200, but we know her, her tendency to get back uh, is not going to <clears throat> be conducive to a success over 1,200. So I, I, I think probably 1,400, though. You know, a, a good, reasonable tempo in a race, as we saw yesterday, is, is so super effective. But I, I actually think she will get the mile, mate. The Maya Classic stock. I mean, even that, that, that's one full race for having Perth. I went over there a few years back with a nice little horse and had some success. I wouldn't mind going back again. <laughs> We've only left out Adelaide and Tassie at the moment. <laughs> I know, and I promised my dad I'd take one down. I'll watch it <laughs> just, um, just two quick things before you have three quick things. Um, the jockey. Uh, I've never met him, but I listened to him in interviews, post-race interviews, pre-race interviews. Very modest man and uh, sounds like a, a really nice bloke. He is. He's a cracker and, and very measured in what he has to say. He, he, he doesn't say much. His, his presentation to the ownership group yesterday, as he walked away, a few of the guys just took their head and said, wow, what a professional. And that, that's everything about Jason Collette. You know, he, I, I rated him the top half a dozen riders in the country. You know, I think that was his fifth or sixth group one yesterday, but there's plenty more to come for this guy. Well, the short and long-term campaign with Startotes hasn't been decided as yet. Is there any more certainty with where Rothfire is heading? Uh, he'll go to Melbourne. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. And, and I've just got this this thing in my mind. I, I really think he will love the straight at Flemington. Just, just the way he races. And I think he'd be a great straight track horse. And there's some fantastic races up that, uh, that beautiful 1,200 metres. Do you also think, though, with Rothfire, Rob, now you've got a $750,000 race up at Toowoomba oh, sitting there in a million-dollar race on Magic Millions Day? <laughs> oh, we're going to that. that. That was the sweetest news I read all last week. <laughs> I mean, Queensland bred, Queensland trained, uh, $700,000 race up at Toowoomba. That's just, it's just fantastic. And in fact, we even discussed it last night. Let, let's buy a slot, boys. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> what time did you pull up stumps? Oh, I was late. I don't know. I never looked at my clock. I just went to bed when I passed out. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, we do we do appreciate you joining us this morning. You're always very good, uh, very good with the media. And just as you go, this isn't a question, it's a statement. You mentioned before about this ownership group being friends, not owners. They're there in ordinary times as well as good times. Yesterday was not a good time, it was a great time, but 
I know they're there with you when, when you need them, and um, that's important as well. Thanks for joining us this morning. David, it's part of the success of any stable, and, and it's why I do it. I, I no longer do it for the money, but it helps. I do it for the love of the game and the, the friendships and associations it's created. It's wonderful. And I know it's uh, I know it's um, after the ball, but happy 40th to Vicky as well on behalf of everyone here. <laughs> She'll love you forever. <laughs> she, she looked radiant yesterday after the race. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Cheers.